The following presentation was recorded live at the River Worship Center in Warsaw, Indiana. We now join the message already in progress. A little bit on Sunday morning, and, and I'm telling you, it was just getting good, and it was just getting good, and we had to go away. Right, and we'd like to welcome those of you joining us on the broadcast tonight. We're, hey, man, we're we're glad you're here. Um, we're coming in just a little bit late, but I'm not going to make excuse for that because we've been having a good time in the Lord tonight. Amen. Amen. And we can we expect that we're going to continue to have a good time because the Lord's Spirit is here and His Word is here and His people are here. Amen. And so, and, and, and we, overcome, we overcome our adversary by the word of, 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 of the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So it's time that we allow the redeemed of the Lord to say something. All right. Now, if you're not excited yet, um, you, you may want to check with your doctor. You may have a problem. They got prescriptions for that. But uh, if you're not excited yet, especially spiritually... Because everything that's going on points to the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I would hate to think that this would be the only heaven that I would ever know. You think about that. People who, who have rejected the Lord, people who have turned their back on God. This is the only heaven that they'll ever know. You think about that? Is that, you ever, that, ever, that thought ever crossed your mind? Oh, it's beautiful. There are places that were beautiful. We were in a beautiful place last week, you know, and, 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 and there are beautiful places all around the country, all around the world. But I'm telling you, eye has not seen nor ear has heard. Even the half has not yet been told what waits us in heaven. Amen. And, and if this place is beautiful, this is God's footstool. Do you, you ever see an old ottoman? My, my grandma had an old ottoman. It was just about this big and like that. And this little grandkids, I say little, it tells you how long ago it's been. We used to like to sit at her feet and she would tell us stories. And every now and again, you get to looking at that ottoman. And, and especially if she'd been out in the garden or whatever, there, there might be a, a dirt or something like that. Something, you know, a, it got a snag in it one time. And so there was stitching in it where she stitched it up with heavy thread. But it still looked good to us because we knew if we could sit there, we could talk to grandma. You know, sometimes our, per our perception of this world looks good because we haven't seen above. Sometimes, if our focus is too low, we'll have trouble envisioning what awaits. And what awaits us, I'm telling you, nothing on earth can compare. What awaits us, nothing on this earth can compare with, okay? So we're going to go to 2 Timothy tonight. We're going to begin in the second, in, in the second chapter. And I'm going, to, I'm going to skip down a little bit because we, we were starting here. We were starting here. We ended up here on, um, on Sunday. But in, in your Bible, the, in my Bible anyway, the, the title of this chapter says, Be Strong in Grace. Now, that seems like an oxymoron, don't it? Because we think of people that give grace or people that, you know, turn the other cheek and, 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 and they all the time. But, but how can you be strong and be forgiving all the time? Well, sometimes the stronger one is the one that has to forgive. Amen. You know, it, it, the, 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 we were just we just reading in our reading. It says if you come through to these altars, you know, by the way, that that'd be a good place for those people who took the altars out to get them back. Because it says when you come to the altar and you stand praying and you bring your gift to the altar and you remember that somebody has an ought against you, leave your gift, go make it right and come back. You got to go give grace. Especially if somebody has 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 done something against you. The Bible says if you won't forgive others their trespasses, your brothers their trespasses, how then can God forgive you of yours? So when we're being strong in grace, that means that we have to make up our minds that we are going to follow hard after Jesus' path. Follow hard after God's will. And sometimes, how many of you will, will uh, confess tonight that it is sometimes difficult to stay in the center of God's will in the world in which we live in? It's difficult, isn't it? Sometimes the world wants to pull you this way 
And sometimes they want to pull you this way. And sometimes they just want to get in front of you and say, no, no, no. Stop right there. You're going too far. You're taking this, you're taking this religious thing too far. Yeah. It's like King Agrippa and Festus said to, said to Paul, I perceive much learning is driving you mad. Most of the church today is mad. I'm not talking crazy. They're just mad. You got wrath on them. Anger on them. That's not a fruit of the Spirit. Jesus, Jesus had righteous indignation one time, and, 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 he, and he cleared out the temple, and, 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 that's, and that's the only thing that some Christians can grab onto. I'm going to fashion me a cord of whips, and I'm going to come in here and turn over all the tables. Well, you better make sure that you're, you're righteous, because only the righteous one could do that. You want to you get all over people for their, their iniquities, you better make sure there ain't no iniquity in your trunk. Because he also told another group of people, he who is without sin among you may cast the first stone. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how, how Christians, <laughs> Christians are, get, get so con, con, condemning of people because they sin differently than we do? Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. We can pull out the, the speck in our brother's eye, but we walk around with a, with a, with a 10-foot 4x4 four four in our eye, and we good. Say it isn't so. I wish I could. I wish I could. The Lord brought us to a place about 10 years ago. And, and, and we, we've kind of not talked about it. We still, we, have it, we still believe it, but we've kind of not talked about it. But we need to be the grace we want to receive. You want people to forgive you, then, then you better forgive others. You want people to, Jesus said, do unto others as you'd have them to do or you, as you'd want them to do unto you. When, when's the last time we went out of our way to be nice and kind to some people that, didn't, that, that, that couldn't repay us? Were we, were we, was that in our reading yet? Don't, don't be good to only those who can repay you back because what good is that? We need to be, we need to be good to people. And we need to understand that we, we've got to entertain strangers because in doing so, some have entertained angels unawares. And, and, and I'm telling you, we're going to get to heaven and there's going to be some people sitting there and it's like, man, you look familiar. What was that? Well, you remember I, I, I needed some help and you were too busy. Or, or I needed this, that, or I needed something, and, 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 and you met me. You met me, and I was here, but you, were, but you were on vacation, and you didn't have time. You were, you were getting done with a... I, I, can see, I can see a certain couple. Just, you had just gone to a, a chemo session, and you came out of a restaurant in downtown Indianapolis, and... I appeared as a beggar. And you said, I don't have any money, but I've got half of my Shapiro sandwich here. You can have it. You see? We need to be strong in grace. It's easy to be strong in condemnation. It's easy to be strong in being dogmatic and pragmatic. But we need to be strong in grace. Because not everybody understands what we understand. Not everybody's been through the teaching that we've been through. There were some people that couldn't stand the teaching. There were some people that couldn't tolerate the teaching. There were some people that couldn't stand the meat of the word. And they wanted their ears tickled. And, and, and that, that can't happen. Especially not now. Especially not in the day and time in which we're living. You've got to have the unadulterated word of God. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and as, my, as my first Bible teacher ever taught me ever, son, tell them whether they hear or whether they forbear. But we've got to do it in love. And we've got to do it with grace. Amen. Amen. All right. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. You, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So 
if you say, well, pastor, I don't have a lot of grace. I'm, I'm rough around the edges or I'm just a matter of fact. Well, that's fine. He didn't tell you to be strong in your grace. Did he? Anybody's Bible in here say be strong in your own grace? He says be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So how do we get the grace that is in Christ Jesus in us? We do it by walking with Him every day, talking with Him every day, being in His Word every day. This is not an accident that for the second year in a row we're going through the Bible on purpose. This is not an accident. We are finding that we are closer to God because we're in His Word. Why would we be closer to God? Because we're in His Word? Because in John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So if we're in His Word, we are with God, and God is speaking to us. Amen? Amen. All right. And the things that you have heard from me among witnesses... Commit these to faithful men who will, who will be able to teach others also. Have you guys found in the, in the past year or so, since we've gone through the, the several really good classes, have you found that you are also now able, even though you may not have it mastered, but you are now able to speak at a different level and minister to others as you had been ministered to? Even if it's just a little level, you're now able to expound your knowledge and expound what you know and says, well, here's what it says in the Bible. Has anybody taken anybody to the scriptures and said, this is what Jesus said. I don't care what so-and-so says. This is what thus says the Lord. And you are able to back it up with scripture because we're now studying to show ourselves to be approved. It's easy for us to think that that's just happening in every church. It's easy for us to just assume that because we're being fed the Word of God and we're being, and we're being fertilized and we're being dug around and we're being supported by the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and the men and women of God, that every church is experiencing that. But I tell you that that's not the case. There are people all around us sitting in church chairs and pews every week that are dying lost. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, J.C. Ryle called them sanctified sinners. They are dying and going to hell from the porch of the church. They have a head knowledge. They give a mental assent to God but they haven't allowed the word to get from here to here. And that'll change you. Do you remember when, when, the, word, when the word trickled down from here to here? We may have known truth for all our lives. I was, I was brought up in a pastor's home. My, my grandfather was my first pastor. <laughs> Vanessa and I, 40 years ago, was the last wedding that he, ever, that he ever served at. He told us, he said, this will be the last wedding that I do, son. I had a head stuffed full of biblical stuff. Oh, I remember chapter and verse. I could quote it from here. The problem with it is, is that I had a blockage from here to here, and it wasn't in my heart. And it was, if it's not in your heart, it's not ruling your life. You see, you can have certain knowledges up here. You can be thinking more of one thing at one time up here. I'm not naive enough to think that because everybody's looking at me with a smile on their face, that everybody is hearing what I'm saying and tracking along with where we're going. Right? Because we could, change, we could change the horse in the middle of a stream if I turned it around and said, how many of us in here are ready to go hunting or fishing? You know, and boy, we, we'd change right now. If I would say, how many of us you know, know how, to, how to change your own oil in your car? You know, we can change t subjects just like that, right? 
The Apostle Paul determined that he was not going to know anything except Christ and him crucified. I got a feeling that he couldn't change a light bulb if he had to. We want to collect all the knowledge that we can get our hands on. But what did, what did the writer of Proverbs say? Did he say collect knowledge? He said get wisdom. Above all things. Do you know what Jiz? Dr. Shockey used to tell us this all the time. Knowledge is simply a collection of the facts. Now back when Dr. Shockey was alive, Brother Shockey, when he was alive, you had to go to the library because Google had not been invented. Google was, was a numeric term. How many of you knew that there is such a thing as a Google numeric term? And it's one followed, followed by, I think it's 200 or 2,000 zeros. Or, it's a big term. It used to be a big term. You couldn't say, hey, Google, what about this? You had to go to a library somewhere. You had to use a card index file. You know what I think we ought to do? I think, I think, we, ought to put the, I think we ought to put most of the, the welfare and most of the unemployment, I think we ought to put it in the libraries in the index card file and let them go at least try to find it. And, and I tell you what, we could cut employment in, unemployment in half right now because they give up too soon. Even if they had the card in hand, they wouldn't know how to, how to go down to, you know, aisle 32, you know, row D and, and, and section whatever. They, would, they wouldn't be able to understand it. Completely foreign to them. Knowledge is simply a collection of the facts. And we've all got knowledge aplenty in the palm of our hand now, don't we? But you know what wisdom is? Wisdom is the ability to use knowledge correctly. There are a lot of people have a lot of knowledge, but they don't know how to use it. That's why the writer of Proverbs said, Son, my son, Above all things, get wisdom. Above all things. So if you put wisdom above all things and you get a little knowledge coming your way, it's not going to reside up here in the temporary. How many of you used to know things and forgot? How many of you took, how many of you took high school Spanish? How many of you could still speak Spanish? How many of you can sing the song in the, in the 60s? Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about the French I took, right? You know why? Because when you don't use it, you lose it. Not everything is like riding a bicycle. And riding a bicycle, even though I still can, is certainly not as pleasurable as it was when I was younger. There are certain pressures and pains that grown men should not have to endure. Now, I got family that rides bicycles, and if any of them you are on there tonight, God bless you. First off, nobody wants to see this in spandex. And second off, I'd be the richest one because I have more room for sponsors than anybody. So we'll just... Uh, Leave that there because everybody say he's just doing it for greed. You know, people can find the silver lining in front of every cloud. I might even get a sponsorship from the Hoosier Tire Court for my fat tires. And so anyway, all right. I told you tonight, people, you're going to get excited and happy. Are we close yet? Okay, all right. And I haven't even made fun of anybody yet. Okay. So we've got to be able to spread what we're getting. 
you know, what I, what I really have trouble with is people who in the body of Christ sit in message after message and sermon after sermon and teaching after teaching and, and they still cannot and they still cannot reiterate or return or repeat what they've what they've heard. That tells me then that there's a blockage somewhere. We had a fellow one time that said, you know, I, I, I just can't remember what I read in the Bible. I just can't remember it. I just can't remember it. But he, a song would come on the radio from 30 years ago and he could sing it word for word. And even before the word started, when he heard the first lick, he'd say, tiny it up. How do you remember that? And not the basic instructions before leaving earth. Because it's what you give place to. That was in his heart. That was a, a time in his heart that was, that was more pleasant to him, that was pleasing to him. That's when the flesh was completely in charge. He had the, if it feels good, do it bumper sticker. And he lived by it. It was a code to live by. You know, and I can't stand up here and say all, you know, say all self-righteous and sanctimony did that. We all, if it felt good, we did it. We were out to please self. We were out to please the flesh. But the Bible tells us that when I was a child, I spoke as a child. But when I became a man, I put away those childish things. I, I started looking in a different direction. I started looking in a different place. I started looking because I realized that my time on this planet is limited. And I need to, as Jesus said, lay up for myself treasures in heaven where moth doesn't eat and rust doesn't corrode and no thief can come in and break away and steal it from us. You see, those things that we have entrusted into His hand, no one can take away. How do we get them from here to there? They have to go from here to here. And when we get it into our heart, we'll start walking in His way. We'll start walking in His will. We'll start seeking His will first and our will last. We'll be good ambassadors, the Apostle Paul said. We need to start thinking of ourselves as ambassadors. This world is not our home. We are just passing through. Amen? This world is not our home. Too many years. I heard Pastor Burkhart and my grandfather say this. Back in the 70s, and it's still true in 21, too many believers have become too comfortable living in this world. Before we came on the air tonight, we were talking about how Lot and his wife and his family got comfortable in Sodom. Got comfortable living in Sodom. As a matter of fact, several, a couple of Lot's daughters, the, uh, the, the married ones, had taken some good men from Sodom. And when the angel of the Lord appeared to them and said, we need you to come, they said, that's all right, we're good. We're good. It's okay, we're good. We're fine. I don't, I don't need your deliverance. I don't need your, I don't, I don't need to, you know, we're good, we'll be fine here. These guys know us. Even his wife. They said, don't even look back when you, when you begin to hear and when you begin to see the things flying overhead. Don't even look. By the way, by the way, are you, did, were you aware that in, in the, in, I think it was in the 1980s, they literally found and searched the star charts and they found that where a, a, a meteorite broke apart over part of the country and, and, and you could see the traces of where, of where um, um, it, would, it would be sulfur and, and you can see the traces of it, have, of, of fiery balls fall fell to earth it, it like it like it exploded over the city and there's one place 
that even when they when they were fine when they found it they marked a one cave that was uninterrupted by the by the flow and by the and by the and by the the fallout and by the the shock waves and they marked on that lot's sanctuary in the cave you got to love it when science proves the word of god <laughs> not that we needed proof the proof for the gospel is in our heart. It's written on our heart. Remember we said on Sunday, it's hardwired in us, right? You therefore, can we just, let's just take this verse out. Can we take verse number three out? Can we just, can we skip over that tonight? Because I don't want to do that, pastor. That ain't fun. That's like grandma saying, Jay, do you want another cup of tea? Can I pass on that? Okay. Can I look around at the other grandkids and say, hey, 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 I'll eat your broccoli. You drink this stuff. Can I do that? Do we have the option to omit the verses that we don't want or do we have to read and heed? Because this makes, this makes a lot of people look really bad who said that Christians are never going to go through anything. This makes a lot of people look stupid who said when a woman shows up with breast cancer, oh, she must have sinned. This makes a lot of people look foolish only to be revealed that maybe they didn't know what they said they knew. They didn't have quite the relationship that they were bragging about therefore you therefore you therefore the next word is must must not might not maybe not you know you must uh, endure hardship as a good soldier of jesus christ Have you ever had anybody come up to you and you're going through a thing? And they said to you, I don't know how you're doing it. I would be, I would be a mess if that were me. I don't know how you're standing here. Some of you came up to me the, uh, on, on February the 10th, 2018. When three hours earlier, I got a call that my mom had been called to heaven. And I stood here in this pulpit and I preached a message as hard as I could preach. And some of you looked at me and you said, I don't know how you can do it. Because we must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I can't pick and choose when I'm going to serve Him. I can't pick and choose when I'm going to witness for Him. I can't pick and choose my battlegrounds. Wherever He leads, I will follow. And when I follow, I will represent as a good and faithful soldier. Amen? Amen. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Everybody say affairs of this life god forgive us because we've been too entangled in the affairs of this life and there are some that are so entangled it's like a snare and they may they may not be able to free themselves nothing that we're going through today, nothing that we will go through tomorrow, nothing that we went through in our entire lives was a surprise to Jesus. Why do you suppose that he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, but I will be with you always. Even if your candidate wins, if your candidate loses, if your job folds, I will be with you. We need to understand we are ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven. 
We are not our own. We've been bought with a price. I've got an opinion too. But do you know what I used to tell the kids at the Sparks household? True story. It's coming. Brace yourself. Look at each other and say, "Uh uh-oh. Say, brace for it. Might need to buckle your imaginary seatbelt. I used to tell the kids at the Sparks household that everybody is not entitled to your opinion. Because everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got something else too, and it's pretty smelly. Especially after a long day at work and you kicked your shoes off. Where did you guys' mind go? I'm just wanting to know. I know where your minds went. That was just one of them flesh tests. These altars will be full after service. We get so wrapped up in our own opinion of things that we have started becoming divisive. I told a guy the other day, I said, well, he goes, well, what's your opinion? I said, ah, I said, my opinion is not important to anybody but me. Well, no, I really want to know. I wouldn't ask if I wanted to know. <coughs> I said, it really doesn't matter. I said, because my opinion isn't going to change your mind because I can only change one mind in the world and it's mine and it took me a long time to get it to where it is now. Because I used to be a double-minded man. And if you're honest, so did you. You were tossed to and fro by every wind and doctrine that came down the pike. Some of you need to have Ashley get into your phone and turn off all your notifications. And so, so, you know, three weeks later, somebody says, hey, I sent you a message and you're just now replying to it. You know, yeah, I really don't like it. No, no, I didn't get the message. Outside of a tornado warning, and most of us have sirens for that, we could, we could, do, we could learn a lot by putting our phones on phone mode and, on, and only calling people anymore. Because you ain't getting nothing good out of them, guys. It's making you question what you know. It's making us divisive with one another. Had a guy come up to me, he said, he goes, uh, well, what's your opinion on this? And I said, my opinion really don't matter. And first off, that kind of shocked him because everybody's got an opinion and everybody's opinion matters to everybody except for themselves. You know? And I said, and I told him, I said, you know, you know what I used to tell the kids at the Sparks household? Because I, I can't believe you said that to your kids. I said, because I didn't want them to grow up and be offended by everything that didn't line up with their opinion. Where he said, opinions are like something else. Some of you went right back there again. You know, the only thing that matters is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And where will you spend eternity? And that is not an opinion. You can know. All this other stuff, it's coming. Deal with it. It's coming. Well, I'll deal with it, but I don't have to like it. Nobody says that. You don't have to like it, but you, do, you should be aware, right? You should be aware that it's coming. I mean, gosh, even mom said, look both ways before you cross the street, Right? You know, how many of us looked and saw the car coming and said, I'm going out anyway. I got my opinion and I can go first. That's what we're doing, isn't it? Is that what we're doing? When we, when we, give, when we give our opinions, especially unsolicited, when we give our opinions, it's, 
I've got my opinion. You've got your opinion. We're just going to agree to disagree. And you know what that does? That puts us into divided camps. And how can I win someone that I instantly made an enemy? You see, people don't care how much you know unless they know how much you care. And I shocked a lady with that publicly. You, you anti-vaxxers, you don't need to do this. Anti-vaxxers, anti-vaxxers, anti-vaxxers. And I just said, I just said, I want to know one thing. If you want me to trust the science, how did we get into this place by trusting the science? Science brought us to where we are. How can we trust science to get us out? Especially when they're deceptive and lying. Honest question, right? Not, not obtrusive, not, not offensive in any way. And the next thing, there was a barrage of, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. You better not go to the hospital when you get sick. You better not, you better not, you better not. And I said, listen, my, my biggest problem is, is the fact that not only, not only do you not want to know why I feel the way I feel or believe the way I believe, you don't care. And I don't care what you know until I know that you care. Well, what do you believe? Too late. The time to make a first impression has passed you by. Have a nice life. The Apostle Paul said something like this. As believers, here's your believer test. Here's your believer test. As believers, we're to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and even slower to wrath. Now remember when they used to send home handwritten cards? Do you know what Mrs. Spiker would have put in the fifth grade if on, on my card on that on that up until up until a couple weeks ago? You know what she would have put on my card? Incomplete. And you know what you know what you know what my mom would have done if she got an eye for incomplete? There was some serious remediation. She would take the board of knowledge to the seat of education and the rod of discipline would drive foolishness far from the young man's mind sometimes it was deep rooted and she had to start below the waist and start and work it out loosen up as Abel would say loosen that boy's skin a little bit loosen his hide up a little bit got too tight in there I'm not saying that Christians can't have an opinion because we do. Whether we want to or not, I, I am not naive enough to think that Christians don't have an opinion. What I'm saying is, is I'm not going to be drawn into some philosophical debate when I know that all of this is coming to naught. When death knocks on our door and he's coming, or the trumpet sounds and it's coming. The death angel is not going to ask us, okay, I see you, know, you voted independent the last two times, but you changed that. I guess you're on the wrong bus. When the rapture happens and the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ shall rise. Notice it says dead in Christ shall rise first. Then those who are left and remain shall be caught up. It didn't even ask which party or political affiliation you were. Only are you washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that matters. And you guys are going to know, you're going to be happy to know that he hasn't chirped one time tonight. So, we need to understand something. We need to know 
that only that which is done for Christ will stand in the end. And we need to get this knowledge of the Word of God out of our heads and into our hearts where the world can't take it away, where the devil can't steal it and snatch it away from us. He said also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Believer, we have to be competing according to the rules that Jesus set forth, according to the doctrines that the apostles set forth. We need to be competing according to those rules, not those rules, not the world's information. We need to be competing according to the rules laid out in the Holy Scripture of God. Amen? The hardworking farmer must be the first to partake of the crops. Consider what, I, consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in most things. Consider what I say, the Apostle Paul says, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Do you think it would be beneficial for this community and this county and this state to go through the, the end times teaching that you went through? Would they, be, would they be in a better state right now than they were or are right now if they had? If they could receive it, exactly. But there are a lot of people, it gets in here, and it just bounces around. And the next thing you know, a baby will get sick or... Uh, someone will get sick and, and, and everything that was in here in storage waiting to be dropped to here will be swiped out of there. And the cares of this world will come in. Remember the parable of the sower? The cares of this world are those that come in and remove or snatch the word out of their hearts. Snatch it. And then they got to start all over again. And they wonder, why am I not progressing? I, I've been doing this for five years and I'm not making any progress. It's two steps forward and ten steps back or one step forward and three steps back. And it's because we're not allowing the Lord to have access to our heart. His word's not sinking into our heart. We can't say like the psalmist, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And so it's do not, you know, it's directly to jail. You draw the community chest. Go to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. And start from the beginning. Aren't we tired of this vicious cycle? <clears throat> Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you the understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ is the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to, the, according to my gospel. And that's what he's talking to. He's talking to Timothy. See, he told him about this. He says, for which I, which I suffer trouble as an evildoer. Do you know that if you preach the gospel, teach the gospel, talk about the gospel, you are going to suffer trouble as it were an evildoer. People are going to say you're not preaching it right. People are going to say you're not believing it right. People are going to make all kinds of claims and comments and they're going to make all kinds of, of scandalous accusations. And truth of the matter is, is that they're not able to receive it right. And until they're able to allow it to drop from here to here, they're going to want to point a finger. They're going to want to pick out the littlest tiny thing and say, Aha! I heard you, you were reading over in the, in the, book, of, in the book of Luke, or in, in, and, I, and I heard in, in the book of Acts, and, and you said, you said, O Theocles, instead of O Theophanes. You mispronounced a word. Aha! They'll grab at straws to keep from hearing the word of God. 
But what did we find out on Sunday night, in the class on Sunday night? Your works are going to be tried by fire. In the fire. Are you going to be carrying wood, hay, straw? Some people, all they have in their whole Christian walk is all the straws that they've grabbed to keep them out of a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. All of the straws that they have. And it's going to be burnt up. And it ain't going to be worth nothing. You betting, you betting your eternity on that? You betting on standing before the throne of God and saying, but Pastor JC said this, and I got offended. A couple, couple months ago, we had, the, we had the class on the offense. You need to go back and find it. I forget when it even was. If you're a believer and you're offended, you need to repent. Straightforward, simple. If you're a believer and you're offended, well, sinners sin. I can't stand the way. That's what sinners do. Heaven forbid that Jesus would have been offended at sinners. Where would we be? Where would we be if Jesus was offended at sinners? As a matter of fact, your Bible says that, that he ate sinners and publicans. Now, he didn't condone their sinful lifestyles. The world has got that wrong. There are certain societies in this world that got that wrong. Oh, he ate with sinners and prostitutes. He did, but he did not tolerate their lifestyle. He loved the sinner and hated the sin. And that's where we have to be as a church. We have to love the sinners because Christ died for them. Those who were caught in adultery, be it, be it heterosexual or homosexual, you're in an adulteress, you're a rela in a relationship that's against God. Jesus died for you. Those who are gossiping, Jesus died for you. Those who are holding ill will in their heart, Jesus died for you. We can't look down at people because they sin differently than us. That's why we've got to be strong in grace. But we've got to present the Word of God in such a way that we'll say, Jesus loves you, we love you, and you can be set free from the bonds of sin, the chains tonight, be they addiction, be they whatever, you can be set free from the bonds of sin tonight. Amen. Even to the point of chains. But the word of God isn't chained. God's word's not chained. Even if they grab every Bible on the face of the earth, God's word won't be chained because some of us say, Thy word have I hid in my heart. I want to be a watchman knee. I'll keep writing it down until they cut off these hands. I'll keep speaking it until they cut out this tongue. And then in groans and utterings that maybe only the Holy Spirit can interpret, I'll keep on praising Him. I'll keep on speaking Him. I'll keep on lifting up the name of Jesus. I'll find some way to praise my God and my Savior. Amen? <laughs> Therefore I endure all things for the for the sake of the elect, that they may also obtain salvation, the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying, for if we died with Him, we shall also live with Him. If we endure, we shall also reign with Him. If we deny Him, He will also deny us. Ouch, ouch. Sorry, sorry, my Calvinist brothers. If you deny him, he will deny you. The Apostle Paul is talking to pastors. He's talking to men of God. Remember, he said to Timothy, he said, look out men of God and pass this word too. If we deny him, if we deny Christ, he will deny us. Jesus said, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father who is in heaven. 
What shall separate us from the love of God? Nothing or no one but us. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that can separate us. <sighs> if we are faithless, oh, if you don't have this verse highlighted, you need to highlight it. Maybe you need to write it down like my mom would make me do 50 times. You need to put this verse in your heart. If we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a workman that does not need to be ashamed, dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase the more ungodliness. And, and their message will spread like a cancer. Hymenaeus and Philetus are, are the sort who, who have strayed concerning the truth and saying that the resurrection is already past. And they overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. In 2021, the solid foundation of God stands. The Word of God stands. The will of God stands. The people of God are standing now. Having this seal, the Lord knows who's those who are His. And let everyone who's, who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay and some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself uh, from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master. Prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart, but avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And the servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle <clears throat> to all. Able to teach. Patient. In humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God will, if God perhaps will grant them repentance. So that they may know the truth. And that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil. Having been taken captive by him to do his will. Wow. Chapter number three. But know this. I mean, he's already laid it out. Some are ensnared by the devil. He's already laid it out. We're to be, we're to, we're to, we're to be patient. We're to be kind. We're to be strong in grace. He's already laid it out. He says, but know this. That in the last days, times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, and unholy. The church isn't even teaching holiness these days. It's not teaching, be ye holy, for I am holy, says the Lord. You can ask people, what kind of worship service did you have? Oh, it was awesome. Oh, the music was great. The, oh, the, it was wonderful. I love this. I love that. I love this. Were you, extor were you exhorted to be holy? Well, no, because God forgives and His grace is sufficient. There's an exhortation missing in the theology and in the liturgies of the churches today. Be holy. For I am holy, says the Lord. Unloving, unforgiving. Ow. 
slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. Hello? McFly, are we there? Somebody needs to go back and watch Back to the Future to catch that one, but that's all right. Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. From such people... From such people, you know, continue to continue to fellowship with them, so maybe you'll change them by your witness. From such people, continue to rub elbows with them because they'll see how good you are and they'll want what you have. Well, the God in you is stronger than them, so it's okay. You can still fellowship with them. Believe it or not, that's what we've been told over the last 50 years. Using the same verse, this man ate with sinners and publicans. Where's that goddess? Where are the Bible-believing churches? They have fallen away. No. having a form of godliness but denying its power. It says, and from such people turn away. And does your Bible have an exclamation mark there? That means turn away post haste. It's not a suggestion. It's an idea. It's not, you know, give them a month to change. It is now. Do it now. Delayed obedience is... Okay, I'll say it for you because people forgot. Delayed obedience is disobedience. And disobedience is as the sin of... Amen. For of this sort are those that creep into households and make captives of gullible women. Gullible. They'll believe anything except the Word of God. Gullible. They'll look to the Googles and they'll look to, to the stars and gullible. They'll believe anything except the Word of God. They'll believe other people rather than the Word of God. They'll believe people who don't care about them rather than the Word of God. And they're made captive. And they have trouble coming to Jesus because they were tied and they were made captive by the beliefs of others. Gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Better highlight that. In the last days, your Bible says that knowledge will increase. But it didn't say wisdom would. Knowledge will increase. Knowledge will rise. But it did not say wisdom would rise. In the last days, Paul tells Timothy that perilous times are coming. I would say that we are there. This is your sign in the mall saying you are here and here are perilous times. Only that which is done for Christ will stand. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time that we stand and see the salvation of our Lord. Amen? Heavenly Father, we thank You. We praise You. Lord, I thank You for everyone that was here tonight. Lord, this Word, take this Word and allow it to sink down deep into our hearts. Allow it, Lord, to become fixed in our hearts. 
Let us hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against you. And let us walk boldly for you in these, the last days. For it's in Jesus' majestic and mighty name that we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us here at the River, you can email us at study at riverwc, all one word, dot org. Again, that's email to study at riverwc.org. God bless you.